When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR. This is Roger Hoover. Now, please be joined by Brad Nessler of CBS Sports. He'll be on the call for Alabama against Tennessee coming up on Saturday. And Brad, it's so great to have you back. We've enjoyed seeing you already this season, but I'm sure you're fired up for what's coming up this weekend in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, Roger, I hope we have something like last year. Um, That would give the fans a treat. I don't really think that's going to happen, but if it's anything like a year ago, in Knoxville, uh, we'll have our hands full. Should be should be an exciting game. Um, you know, the fact that they've only lost one game each, I think it uh, sets up for a pretty good matchup. It certainly does. And, of course, you got to see the Crimson Tide a couple of weeks ago uh, in College Station against Texas A&M. Uh, what impressed you most about that Alabama team on that Saturday when they ended up getting a six-point win? I think probably their the defense has come a long ways. Um you know, I think the, the offense might be a work in progress all year long, really, the way they're playing right now. But um, I don't think that they care about that so much. I think the fans do. Um, you know, they they want the kind of scoring that they've had over the years with all the great quarterbacks and all the great wide receivers, and that's not happening right now. But uh, the fact that the defense has been improving um, at the, you know, the rate that they have and getting to the quarterback, um, winning close games, you know, you, you look back years from now and you're going to go, yeah, they won that many games and nobody cares how you want them, you know. But uh, I know that's something that fans look at. And, uh, you know, living in Georgia, I get the same thing here all the time about Georgia's offense, uh, that it isn't good enough or they don't win by enough, uh, whatever the case might be. But, hey, six and one and four and oh in the conference, that's good enough for that's good enough for me when I'm doing an Alabama game. So I'm happy they're at that point. Absolutely. And for this Crimson Tide offense, Jalen Milrow, a quarterback, how have you seen him grow as the season's gone along, especially that Texas A&M game? Isaiah Bond, Jermaine Burton really stepped up in the receiving core. Yeah. You know, I, I think 
the fact that he's thrown it so well down the field, I mean, it's just, it's like night and day difference. If you ask me when he's trying to throw intermediate routes and, and short passes and swing passes and that type of thing, it's just not really there. But when he gets it down the field, he throws it as well as anybody in the country, really. Um, so I think just inconsistency in those areas. But, yeah, he had a great game, went over 300 in that one. And Jermaine Burton had his coming out party. So um, if they keep playing like that, I don't know if they can against Tennessee. Tennessee's defense is similar to A&M's. Um, so if they had the same kind of success, we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, I just think they're getting a little bit better every week on offense. They're just not where they want to be yet. No better preparation for Alabama against Tennessee than seeing the Tide two weeks ago. And then last week, you got to be in Knoxville for Texas A&M against Tennessee. Uh, what'd you learn about Josh Heupel's team uh, getting ready to call that game? Um, that their defense is better than I thought they were and that their offense isn't as good as I thought they were. <laughs> um they really struggled with the passing game last week. I, I really like their ground game. They got three tailbacks in uh, Jalen Wright and Jabari Small and um, Dylan Sampson. You know, and they they wouldn't have won that game if they didn't have a ground game that can rush for over 200 yards a game. When they do that, they're they're pretty dangerous. But they're not the offense that we saw last year against Alabama. It's not even close. Um, you know, Hendon Hooker had so much success a year ago with the way they played and the speed they played with. They're not as fast as they were. They don't run as many plays. It's not just because the timing of the games has changed. They just don't get many that that many plays off. Uh, Joe Milton has struggled at times, um, you know, with the offense, I think. And he's a little bit like Jalen, you know. I mean, he's got the big arm, but he's got to know where he's going with it. And so um, they have not moved the ball down the field that well. All of their stuff has been sort of sideline to sideline and crossing routes. And, you know, they don't have Jalen Hyatt and they don't have Cedric Tillman and they don't have Brew McCoy. And so I get that. And their offensive line wasn't as good as it was a year ago. So their their passing game is not going to be as prolific as it was last season. But um, they got to be better than they were last week or um, they're not going to have a prayer at Tuscaloosa. Well, of course, last year wasn't the ending that Alabama fans wanted in Knoxville. A thrilling finish uh, as Tennessee got the win, ending the Crimson Tide's long winning streak. Uh, I know you're probably like Coach Saban. You hate ranking things, but was that one of the most memorable games you've called, especially in an Alabama versus Tennessee matchup? Yeah, that's probably the best Alabama-Tennessee game I've called. Um, the only thing I can compare it to is maybe some of the SEC championship games, um, the LSU-Alabama game, the year that it was Joe Burrow and Tua. Um, there was a few along the way that were like that, but to go down to the last play with that many people, you know, just dying to light up a cigar, it was it was pretty incredible. Pretty noisy, pretty incredible. I'd love to have another finish like that because you don't get those many gifts, that many gifts every year. If you get one, you're lucky. If you get one every 10 years, probably like that one, you're lucky. So um, I'd take that any day of the week. Those kind of games are easy to do. It's the uh, it's the blowouts and the bad games that are a little more difficult. Absolutely. Well, we're getting set for Alabama against Tennessee, and this will be the final time that this game is shown on CBS uh, with the current uh, arrangement. CBS, uh, the SEC game, starting to move to ABC and ESPN starting next year in the uh, prime window. Just how much are you enjoying this last tour around the SEC? Uh, you and Gary Danielson, Jenny Dell, getting call games uh, at these stadiums one last time. Yeah, trying to soak it up, Roger. You know, it's um, there's a lot of things I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss, um, you know, the Vol Navy, and uh, I'm going to miss Sweet Home Alabama played 
15 minutes before kickoff and I'm going to miss, um, you know, War Eagle flying down at the beginning before the coin toss and um, LSU at night, you know, the square in Ole Miss. I can go on and on. There's a lot of different things about a lot of different cities I'm going to miss. But so with that in mind, I guess I'm just soaking it all in. I'm, I'm assuming that uh, I'm going to be back in Tuscaloosa one more time after this Tennessee game. And so I'm uh, going to enjoy every minute of my friends in, in, in Alabama and, and I uh, uh, hope that we have the kind of games that we've had in the past. Well, you do a terrific job, you and your entire career. We just thank you for all the great years of broadcasting SEC football on CBS, and we look forward to making some more memories coming up this season. But Brad Nessler, always appreciate your time here with us on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Have a great call on Saturday, and thank you for your time. You got it, my friend. I'll see you this weekend.